The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to our channel for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co. established 1977 have personal and domestic water filters which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting alkaline ionized mineral water which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals and bacteria so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Hey, hey, hey. You just said you just said those three words. Hey, hey, hey. Is it one word or three words, or is it just a what? Do you, what is that? I think it's actually one word. I think it's actually one word. AI, AI, AI. I. Uh, it was interesting. I was just writing the um, the name of this uh, interview, and I just wrote Alex the ups and downs, and the ups uh, and downs. Hey, hey, hey. That is the ups and downs. Hey, it goes up. Hey, it goes down. Hey, it goes up. Tell us what's going on in the world because um, Bitcoin apparently has died for the 10,000th time. Uh, yep, uh, again. Same, same? Again. Yeah, I mean, th- this is, um, I guess, this feels very much like March 2020. And, and I think by the time you and I first caught up um, from memory, you know what bitcoin was kind of what 20 grand 30 grand 40 somewhere around there sort of yeah, thing it was fluctuating i think it was mid 20s to mid 30s or something like yeah, that yeah okay cool all right yeah so we kind of come full circle to to when we first had our discussion and i mean this is uh this is the way of markets i guess um you know it's it's been a it's been an interesting week and i mean for, for me i guess my biggest situation is that you know I don't earn a whole lot of cash flow on the side, so for me it's been quite frustrating trying to work out how to sell my kidneys and my and my lungs and what else I could sell to, to buy up some Bitcoin at this point. But um, th- this is you know when when people always talk about oh, you know Bitcoin's um 
it's it's too expensive or you know i'm never going to be able to own a whole bitcoin and or whatever the case is the the pathway towards one bitcoin having you know extraordinary levels of purchasing power is going to be full of these dips and bumps and all sorts of shit which are genuine opportunities for people who feel like they've come in late to really buy up um the the last time i felt this level of um this level of opportunity was genuinely march 2020 where i remember i was in an airbnb in um in germany the the lady who i had hired the airbnb out from uh, her neighbor had complained about me having music on after 10 p.m. Uh, and I was getting kicked out of this Airbnb. Cra- crazy fucking story had happened the, the previous night and all this sort of shit. You know, the, the cops came looking for loud music and they found this like little Bluetooth speaker and they're like, uh, we're here to turn the music down. I was like, uh, you mean that speaker there? <laughs> they're like, yeah. And they kind of looked at it they're like, fucking old people like why do they you know call us all the way over here for a fucking disturbance and anyway like basically the the landlord used that to throw me out of the fucking place but that night a series of things happened but also was when you know the lockdowns got announced and uh, the market shit itself and bitcoin dunked from 10,000 to 3,000 and you know i had at the time a bunch of bitcoin levered up on uh, unchained capital where I'd borrowed dollars because I had some expenses to pay and I was buying uh, some high ticket items. So I had put a bunch of my Bitcoin in a in a, a lending product where I would borrow dollars against the Bitcoin in the same way as you, you would do with your house, right? And man, I was a fucking like that close from being liquidated and wiped. And that day I was simultaneously trying to figure out how to like move all the excess Bitcoin I had from other ledgers and treasures and shit to that account so that I could save it and simultaneously trying to figure out how to buy more Bitcoin and figure out what I had anywhere to try and sit. Like it was a fucking shit storm and I fucking survived it. And I ended up with more Bitcoin at the end of that week. Um, it was like, I still remember I didn't sleep for 52 hours. It was like 52 hours of turmoil. And I mean, I got, within a knife's edge of basically losing 80% of my Bitcoin. (laughs) But in the end, like I made it and I had, I managed to deploy capital left, right and center. And I managed to buy a nice chunk of Bitcoin, which I mean, at three or 4,000 US, um, that dump was a fucking godsend. Um, And very similar to where we are now, just, uh, you know, we're, we're a zero in terms of difference, we're an order of magnitude in terms of difference. So it's the same thing. And, you know, I implore anyone who has cash flow and ability now, like th- these, these are the moments that you sort of save some dry powder for. Now, I'm not the most uh, intelligent in the world because I didn't save any dry, dry powder. Um, <laughs> I did all in and no dry powder left for Svetsky. But for those who have it, get in there and, you know, acquire while you can without that being financial advice okay indeed yeah with that disclaimer yeah (laughs) just putting that out there it's um i read something that uh michael saylor uh tweeted or posted about three or four weeks ago i think it was it was about the people that can manipulate bitcoin 
uh, aren't as smart and or aren't as intelligent as the people that um, like yourself that starts to purchase it and hold it. Do you are you aware of that tweet that he put out there? I don't know the tweet. No, no. Mm, I wish I had it off the top of my head. I thought you might might be onto it because I, you said you're interviewing him this week. Yes. And, um, and uh, have you interviewed him before? No, I haven't. No, this will be a first. This will be Svetsky Sailor gone gone deep. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. What, what part does he have to play in this in this um, Look, point in human history or Bitcoin history? Yeah. Do you think? Look, I, I think that there seems to be um, some sort of coordinated uh, financial attack going on, right? So, so there's like, uh, I mean, the the ETF, the the spot Bitcoin ETF, which I don't agree with anyway, but let's just say that the spot Bitcoin ETF that allows large scale funds and pension funds and all that sort of stuff to put Bitcoin uh, on their balance sheet by proxy. Uh, people have been trying to get an ETF through for like, I think, four or five years or whatever. Um, and out of nowhere, today got announced the short Bitcoin ETF, which is a uh, financial product that large scale institutions can hold, which bets against the price of Bitcoin. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And that came out of fucking nowhere. No one's ever heard of this shit. And all of a sudden that gets approved today uh, when uh, the normal Bitcoin ETF has never been approved. And so, and to go short is actually a um, fundamentally leveraged position. You know, you have to borrow that which you don't have to sell it um, and put downward pressure on the price. So you've got a mixture of that going on. You've got like apparently China just banned um, the use of the word Bitcoin or crypto on their WeChat app. Um, so, so that's going on. You've also got the fact that what Bitcoiners have been warning people for years now, which is these fucking shitcoin casinos like Celsius, like BlockFi, like all of these crap products, what they do is they borrow, that you put your Bitcoin on there, they promise to pay you an interest rate on the Bitcoin. They lend it out to basically uh, hedge funds and you know uh, trading desks who then gamble effectively you know reading tea leaves or whatever other shit they're doing um buying shit coins and all this sort of stuff and it doesn't take much for that kind of a ponzi scheme effectively to unravel because they always lend out more than they have um that the like that this is fractional reserve banking 2.0 like it's the whole thing that bitcoin was designed to to you know to push back against like all these idiots do it. And then you've got obviously Luna, um, you know, which was a complete fucking Ponzi scheme that all the Bitcoiners were calling out from the fucking beginning, from day one. We got laughed at. Um, even that idiot Udi, who was, you know, an ex-Bitcoiner, he was like, oh, the Bitcoin maximalists are too toxic now. And look at them. They just cost you money because you didn't get into Luna when you should have. And now Luna's lost 100% of its value. So all of these things happening simultaneously. Now, the good part is that, I mean, you look at Bitcoin from a functionality perspective, nothing's changed. Blocks haven't slowed down. Um, hash rate is at an all-time high. Now, hash rate will drop on the next difficulty because the price has dipped so much that uh, large-scale miners will probably turn off all their smaller miners because it's not profitable to mine at the moment. So we'll see a drop in hash rate. Um, but as usual, you know, that hash rate will improve once again and you know the, the show will continue but 
there's yeah there's this kind of in this mixture of complete madness and leverage in the in the shitcoin casino space which that bubble has kind of burst and you know a bunch of people have egg on their face and some of these larger funds who are probably um collateralizing all of their leverage positions with bitcoin so what that means is that similar to what happened to me in 2020 where i had borrowed money against my bitcoin that's what these people do to leverage up so that they can make a lot of money on the way up but leverage is a double-edged sword you make a hell of a lot of money on the way up but then when things unravel very very quickly on the way down you're put in a position where you need to sell real assets um, in order to cover positions and if they've got bitcoin on their balance sheet what are they going to sell? They're going to have to sell their fucking Bitcoin or whatever else they have on their balance sheet to cover um, those positions. And that's what happens on the way down. So we've got that kind of shitstorm unraveling. We, we seem to have, you know, attacks left, right and center on proof of work on, um, you know, this short ETF, blah, blah, blah. So, so all of this kind of attempt to dampen and kind of similar to what happened when China banned mining, right? There's going to be a period of, fear and uncertainty and doubt, which we defined last time, FUD, um, there'll be a period of that. And, you know, those who haven't spent the time learning about Bitcoin are going to quite possibly freak out and sell it. And unfortunately, they will have been scared out of generational wealth um, because they didn't take the time to understand what Bitcoin was. And for people you know, who, I guess, uh, who have put the time in to understand, to listen to these podcasts, to read, et cetera, they'll know that nothing's changed about Bitcoin. Um, the only thing that's changed, the only thing that's happened is like leverage has been cleansed out of the system, which is actually healthy. That's like kind of doing a detox. Um, the All the moron gamblers and get rich quicksters got flushed out. So all, all of these things are healthy and Bitcoin has just continued next block, TikTok next block, as we say. And people are able to now purchase an entire fucking Bitcoin for 20 grand US. Like it's incredible. It's an absolutely incredible opportunity. And um, I mean, that that's that's what's going to, you know, once again, separate those who have it and those who don't. You know, my my, my fear is that a lot of good people who, I don't know, maybe they're busy and caught up with all sorts of noise, you know, with the rest of the madness going on in the world today, you know, they, they may not have spent the time to educate themselves. And unfortunately, they may get caught up in the maelstrom and, and dump. But, you know, I implore those people to use this time because, you know, a lot of us have been through this before. Like, you know, I've been through multiple bear markets now and each bear market is an opportunity to double down and build sort of, I say three things, build, you know, conviction, courage, and characters. Like you, you come to remind yourself why. I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. I'll see you there. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute nutritional, medical, or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition.
Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.